You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Yeah, you swinging cats. Today is the, um, welcome back to Wake Up Tucson, by the way. Today is at uh, 2 o'clock is the confirmation hearing for the worst health director in the history of Pima County, um, which is even worse than Dr. Garcia, which is, that's kind of a thing. Uh, But uh, uh, remember, uh, the racist uh, Katie Hobbs has nominated the pathetic uh, Janet Yellen, Teresa Cullen, I know, Teresa Cullen to be the state health director and spread her misery across the entire state of Arizona. So uh, you can go to the uh, register on the right to speak uh, website uh, and uh, you can I already looked through it this morning it's like not that it's probably matter but 90 98% is no train wreck don't have her there's a couple like she's wonderful in well, that same Mickey Mouse voice and the state senate did uh, form a committee that they're going to review all the appointments and the uh, the Dems didn't like that at all but they said hey it's our purview to do that so we're going to review all executive appointments I love it seems like a reasonable thing to me especially since katie's not very uh um responsible young lady it's funny have you seen all these press releases lately that say you know as a social worker you know i'm you know as your governor i'm a social worker and and that you know she she kind of starts off by saying as a social worker kind of funny she didn't campaign on that well, the other you thing, know, so I think mean, about it, remember she said, you know, I don't have that much money, and so times are tough for me, too. Right. And then everyone gave me uh, $1.5 million to have a party. I, I I got no money. I, I'm just like you. Drive an Uber or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So here's, here's, a, here's an interesting, weird coincidence. So, um, uh, Howard or Marty? I keep forgetting. Which one called about uh, Bobby Darren? Marty. Right, Marty. Uh, Howard was pizza and um, and dude. Uh, so Marty uh, talked about the El Rancho roller rink. Bobby Darren, uh, 1959, leading was touring the country on Spitch Swish Splash. Uh, Bruce Ash, I used to own that building in Sierra Vista. Rented it to Wick uh, Communications Publishing to store paper and ink, and then it burned down in 1980. <laughs> Circle is complete. Today. Another thing that burned down. Yeah. Yeah, but they knew what that was. It was paper. (laughs) Uh, Listen, remember I asked the Wakeys about Jimmy's Pizza on River and Craycroft? Um, Right by Whole Paycheck. Whole Foods, I meant. Sorry. Um, February 9th. uh, This is from Marianne. She says, locally owned, this is Jimmy Pizza, locally owned and operated Italian pizza restaurant. Us neighborhood goonies. She said, called herself that. Not me. Us neighborhood goonies do enjoy the place for awesome homemade Italian food and pizza. Can't go wrong with anything on the menu. Well, cool. And that's from Marianne, a wake up Tucson wakey for sure. Awesome. Thank you, Marianne. I appreciate it. I love this. It takes a village to wake up Tucson, as we like to say. Uh, Listener Mike, I've attached a page from Romero's Climate Action Plan. It's from the section titled How Extreme Heat Impacts Tucson. Please read the first paragraph on the page okay here we go (laughs) quote frontline communities often experience higher temperatures than affluent white communities 
Yes! In these neighborhoods, a lack of vegetation and permeable surfaces amplify urban heat island effect. What? So, so, <laughs> so, okay, so she's saying that, so I have so many questions here, right? So many. I have an atomic eye roll, but that's my problem. What's a front, what you, what's a frontline community? What is a frontline community, Chris? So what does that mean? It's okay. It's okay. We'll just keep going. Then they have higher temperatures than affluent white neighborhoods. Okay, we're already in the we're already in the racist world here. Race baiting. Now, if she wanted and class baiting, class baiting too. Now, if she wanted to say that the suburbs, which are higher affluence, have possibly less time, I I could have that discussion. But why do you have to put affluent white neighborhoods? Thank you. Are you saying that all affluent neighborhoods, Rahina, are white? Is that what she's does, saying? When she says affluent, does she mean like gated communities on hillsides? You does mean like mean where that? she lives? <laughs> I mean, she lives in painted hills. Is that she's a sign a, of an affluent community? She's in the... Af- so, which, so, good. Hold on. You're going to get... Hold on. Okay. So, what you're saying is... Do you have a gate on your neighborhood? I don't on mine. I don't. So, she lives... So what you're saying, Rahina, living at the foothills of the Tucson Mountains in Painted Hills, that you basically would rather live in a affluent white community the neighborhood than hanging out with people you say are your people I in the center that part means of town. She's part of the problem. Oh my God. So Rahina Romero, I just want she admits this this is huge. She is affluent and white. That's amazing. This is like the, um, remember they had the, uh, in Chappelle's show, they had the racial draft, right? Rahina has now been traded. She's now in the affluent white neighborhood. I almost feel like I need to run the breaking news stinger here. (laughs) (laughs) It's just in. Hi, this is Christy Simone. And according to Rahina Marrero's climate action plan and where she lives, she is an affluent white woman. So she feels your pain. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so now let's get to this. In these neighborhoods, lack of vegetation. Lack of vegetation. Lack of vegetation. Do they have a lack of vegetation? In quote, the center part of town? There, I, I, I mean, think there's, there's a, more grass in the center part of town than... A lot of mature trees. Yeah. I mean, a lot more than some of the little crappy trees that are in, you know, cookie cutter subdivisions in the burbs. Sure. I'm just... I, 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 I agree with you. <laughs> One of the listeners just texted me, does Raul know she's white? <laughs> <laughs> so now let's get to the next... I, I, gotta, I have so many questions. It's only one sentence. So many questions. Impermeable surfaces... Uh, I, t- I take exception with that because <laughs> Tucson streets are not impermeable surfaces. That is a lie. <sighs> All right. Now, again, I, there's so many ways to go with this. All right. Here we go. Let's get to this. Let's ask Google. What is the definition of impermeable? Impermeable. 
not allowing fluid to pass through. All right. So, now, Google Girl is supporting Matt here. Okay. So, how many of Tucson streets don't allow water in in through all of the cracks and around them? Would that be like 10% of them? <laughs> so, in this one sentence, thank you, Mike, for sending this to me. This is amazing. So, we're still figuring out frontline community. So, what? okay. So, now think about that. I, I think I got the definition. Let's go to break, and then I got the definition for frontline community because... I think it's, I think, I'm just using the mayor's, I'm doing air quotes on the reasoning. So, Bobby D's playlist, John Denver, Rocky Mountain High, shared a, uh, XP Chris said that his mom loved listening to John Denver. So, here we go. Let's, let's, we'll go a little longer on this one. Here we go. All right. Little yakety yaks. Remember Jackety Sax when Boots does it. Jackety Axe when Chet Atkins does it. My dad loved Chet Atkins, as do I. I think Chet Atkins got me mentally ready for Steve Howe because Steve Howe picks like he, and Steve Howe will tell you he loves Chet Atkins. My dad didn't know he was getting me ready to be a yes head when I was seven years old. So you're on Wake Up Tucson, 10 third of the voice, local news and talk. Tomorrow's going to be a very fun show. We're going to do. Uh, Basically, Super Bowl pizza party with Rocco, and then uh, Mark will be here. Top 10 Sally Field movies. It'll be very, very fun. I'm uh, glad you waved off Pauly Shore. It was he, a good decision. I, he wanted to do it, and I sold I not to. Was, <laughs> Just kidding. Cooler heads prevailed. <laughs> so we're having fun. Uh, a listener, Mike, sent us the first paragraph of the Rahina Romero Climate Action Plan. Frontline communities often experience higher temperatures in affluent white neighborhoods. In these neighborhoods, a lack of vegetation and impermeable services amplify urban heat island effect. So we've already come up with a couple of things. One, Rahina lives in Painted Hills, which is an affluent white community. So does that mean that she's now... I Remember, identifying is very big on the left. So she's identifying as an affluent white woman, right? And then bill number one said, does Raul know about this, right? Now... Um, Class baiting, race baiting. I mean, for for a, I mean, why you could say suburban neighborhoods? I could have that discussion. You want to do suburban and rural neighborhoods? I could have that discussion. And I guess frontline is code for non-white. Is that is that where we're going? Is that where she was going with that one? Uh, let me the ask, city. Let me, let, let's go with Google. She always definition of frontline. Here's the definition of frontline: the military line or part of an army that is closest to the enemy. Oh. Okay. Wow. So that was an unexpected. Term. Let me do an updated one for Tucson 2023. I'm trying to trying to channel the uh, the mayor here, which is very painful. Um, Frontline is any community she doesn't live in, and she prefers not to live in. <laughs> Apparently. So at least Raul still lives on the south side, off of that house, off of 12th, sure. over there on Ohio, whatever he lives, right? I think uh, even even uh, grumpy uh, Adelitas lives over in Star Valley Ranch, which is a nice, you know, middle-income suburban area, right? Uh, but Rahina lives... I remember she's a, she's a center for biological diversity married to a, uh, a uh, you know, a... a uh, District director for a sitting U.S. congressman for the last. You don't live. You don't live in the front lines. You live in the affluent, uh, the affluent white neighborhood. 
Because Adelina, Adelina, sorry, Rahina, I bet 99% of your neighborhood is affluent white. So I'm just telling you, I'm just using her own words. She lives out there in an affluent white neighborhood. Non-frontline. Way non-frontline. And then Billy Beard wants to give you quote of the, I'm going to give him quote of the year so far, young year. But the quote of the year is comes from uh, Eastside Matt when he said um, Tucson streets are not impermeable. That is Come on. quote of the year right there, buddy. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. Think of all those holes and all those neighbors, neighborhoods, right? Just They're about $2 billion <laughs> worth of non-impermeable. <laughs> Listener Ron, when I put this up in the Wakey discussion group, that goes, there must be a definition of frontline I'm not familiar with. So that's why I just gave it to you. Frontline is a not-so-nice neighborhood that Mayor Romero doesn't want to live in. That's what frontline means. All right, so this Matt, did, I, did you? I assume it was in your news um, about. Um, I wasn't on top of that. I didn't listen to your top of our news. I was praying for the mayor and the city council. Um, this fraud scheme with the Pima County Sheriff guy. Have you? And, and the way it was, I was reading between the lines. But go ahead and set it up, and I'll. So it says. So, so this is an interesting line by Marcos Icahuate. So on the 23rd of January, the Sheriff's Department launched a fraud investigation on a person who had schemes against the department. Interestingly written sentence. Had schemes. Okay? Correction Sergeant Stephen Perko was found to have falsified military order as well as his time card. So in my, in my mind, I'm connecting the dots thinking maybe he's saying he's at reserve uh, reserve training and he wasn't uh, maybe I, i'm not just just speculating okay so again i just want to tell you so i don't know if you guys know this but the pima county sheriff's department under chris nanos is the absolute hot mess we thought it was so if we want We're to back take- to the days of off the record cafe and just all sorts of stuff we're uh, just back to that we, ju- we just had a napier like kind of peaceful normal professional four years in, in, interim period right so i don't know if you guys ever have you ever seen the video of chris nanos debating mark napier at arizona public media now if you guys have been in there i've been there once before they kicked me out and never had me back again it's colder it's like a meat locker in there like a meat locker and somehow nanos looked like oh he was in a wet t-shirt contest from sweating Okay. Well, so think about how's that? How's how's that image as you're eating your Cheerios this morning? So, um, but look what's going on in this guy. He has he's basically tripled the jail death rate of the United States of America. Tripled, like the triple Lindy. Some he might say it. more than tripled. Right, three or four, as Pete, Pete Puma would say. Right. When grieving, questioning families came to protest, he hit him with smoke bombs, right? I got Ricky Garcia, one of his, uh, one of the uppers in the, uh, you know, in the command there, uh, getting busted for raping, possibly a, uh, or at least doing sexual assault, sexual assault, excuse me, I apologize, on an unconscious fellow officer. 
Then Ricky just got busted and, for hit and run. Yes. Well, yeah, and the accident, and he contacted the victim, and kind of intimidated her not to ah, say anything. Ah, so we got that, that going that. for us, right? And then you get to vax your- mandate, lying to the board of soups about a death of a prisoner, right? Um. You know, when we come back, remember there was the the last guy to die in the jail was a guy named Jose Flores. This was the last one who passed away. And so Jose's wife messaged me about his death. And she's not saying that he's amazing, but I'm going to read it to you what she said. And you guys let me know what you think. This is my mom and dad song. So wake up Tucson, 1030 voice with this statement that Rahina's has made about she lives in an affluent white neighborhood. Does that mean she's going to turn back the title of first Latina mayor? That's something else that someone that works at the city just sent me. Just want to make sure that we're got that covered. Um, so Seymour Hirsch, not related to, uh, the other journalists, Seymour, Butts. um, he is a uh, a journalist, as we like to say, and he's covered stuff from Watergate on. Okay. Now, what's interesting about uh, Seymour? He's a Pulitzer Prize winner, and um, oh, I gotta get to that video I gave you too. But real quick, um, we'll do that right after this, Matt. Um, so, what he's saying on his Substack, which is his website, his news website is U.S. Navy divers planted C4 explosives that caused the half-billion-dollar damage to the Nord Stream pipeline between Russian, Russia and Germany. Or as Christoph Waltz would say it, Germany. Germany. Um, according to the report, specialized U.S. Navy teams carried out a bombing attack against the underwater Nord Stream pipelines which supply Russian gas to Western Europe during a top-secret mission overseen by Joe Biden. The attack was carried out in response to Putin's invasion of Ukraine and designed to force Germany and other nations to end their reliance on other on Russian glass, gas, excuse me, as it is claimed. The move would also disrupt Moscow's income from gas sales, which have contributed billions of dollars to the war effort. Trust me, he's selling just... It's just about a, probably just as much gas to the Chinese now. Don't worry about it. He's just fine. Matt, what did I try to remember? What did uh, Biden say? Not, not that part about are you a junkie? Uh, <laughs> refresh my memory. What what did he say about the pipeline? Didn't he say something about? Like, if they do this, it's a problem. Remember that? I think so. <laughs> so, anyway. So, what, what, what was it? If, if they do that, that would be the start of... No, World War Three is oh, the tanks. Oh, that's the tanks. That's yeah. Right. If we set tanks, it'd be World War Three. year later. Here's some tanks. All right, we'll come up to that. Oh, he, he said... Um, well, he said if this is a great time for Europe to be off of, uh, you know, Russian gas. I'll, 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 I should have had it in front of me. I apologize. We'll figure it out. Let's get to uh, GOP um, Congresswoman Nancy Mace. Okay? And that's just like the thing you spray in somebody's face or the medieval weapon that you clunk people over the head kind of mace. Okay? Well, it's also a spice name mace. So anyway, Nancy Mace, uh, she is um, she's a representative from South Carolina. And uh, 
She's on the share of the East Coast from Charleston to Hilton Head Island. And uh, she was, uh, they had the, um, as part of these oversight committees, now that the Republicans control the House, wait till they get to the COVID one. That's, when, when did they get to the actual Fauci's of the world? That's going to be entertaining uh, television. But let's get to, they have the four ex-Twitter employees who are the most involved in censorship, shadow banning, basically censorship. And I do love the one, Broski, is the one, uh, that's the one that Marjorie Taylor Greene really went after about, you, you left all the child porn accounts, but you sh- then you banned me at the same time, right? And Musk had to shoot down, I think she said Musk shut down 44,000 child porn accounts. So, just real quick for you guys, for all you, the libs who want to make fun of Elon Musk because he's bringing, he's, he's making Twitter a fairer playing field, when you see, you'll see it, you'll see that the late night talk show losers, yeah, and, and you see these lefties all complain about Twitter, you're upset that the guy purged 44,000 child porn accounts, you got a little bit of a problem, kid little bit so the guy that she hit i forgot what his name was doesn't matter but he had the greatest title ever vp of trust and safety now rahina i bet he lives in a white affluent neighborhood just taking a guess all right nancy mace was gonna when she starts talking about their censorship She'll tell you that she got uh, the vaccine and she's having, it starts off with her talking about the problems that she's had since she actually had the, in, uh, the mRNA injected into her body also. So she's a, she's a first line sufferer of things going on out there. Matthew, let's go. Twitter fires files were not just about Hunter Biden's laptop. Twitter files make it apparent Twitter worked overtime to suppress accurate COVID information. Dr. Jay Bhattacharya is a professor of medicine at Stanford who once tweeted an article he wrote about natural immunity. Thanks to Elon Musk's release of the Twitter files, we learned some of his tweets were tagged with the label of trends blacklist. Apparently the views of a Stanford doctor are disinformation to you people. I, along with many Americans, have long-term effects from COVID. Not only was I a long hauler, but I have effects from the vaccine. It wasn't the first shot, but it was the second shot that I now developed asthma that has never gone away since I had the second shot. Um, I have tremors in my left hand, and I have the occasional heart pain that no doctor can explain, and I've had a battery of tests. I find it extremely alarming Twitter's unfettered censorship spread into medical fields and affected millions of Americans by suppressing expert opinions from doctors and censoring those who disagree with the CDC. I have great regrets about getting the shot because of the health issues that I now have that I don't think are ever going to go away. And I know that I'm not the only American who has those kinds of concerns. Another example of what Twitter has done to censor folks is uh, from Dr. Martin Koldorf, a Harvard-educated epidemiologist who once tweeted, COVID vaccines are important for high-risk people and their caretakers. Those with prior natural infection do not need it, nor children. The Twitter files reveal this tweet was deemed false information because it ran contrary to the CDC. So my first question this morning of Ms. Gaddy, may I ask of you, where did you go to medical school? I did not go to medical school. I'm sorry? I did not go to medical school. That's what I thought. Why do you think you or anyone else at Twitter had the medical expertise to censor a doctor's expert opinion? 
our policies regarding COVID were designed to protect individuals. We were seeing you guys censored Harvard-educated doctors, Stanford-educated doctors, doctors that are educated in the best places in the world, and you silenced those voices. My next question is the U.S. government... Oh, excuse me. I have another chart I want to show you, Ms. Gaddy. Um, I have another tweet by someone with a following of a full 18,000 followers. This person put a chart from the CDC on Twitter. It's the CDC's own data, so it's accurate by your standards. And you all labeled this as misleading. You're not a doctor, right, Ms. Gaddy? No, I'm not. Okay. What makes you think you or anyone else of Twitter have the medical expertise to censor actual, accurate CDC data? I'm not familiar with these particular situation. Yeah, I'm sure you're not. But this is what Twitter did. They labeled this as inaccurate. It is the government's own data. It's ridiculous that we're even having to have this conversation today. It's not just about the laptop. This is about medical advice that expert doctors were trying to give Americans because social media companies like Twitter were silencing their voices. I have another question, my last one for you, Ms. Uh, Ms. Gaddy. Did the U.S. government ever contact you or anyone at Twitter to pressure Twitter to moderate or censor certain tweets? Yes or no? We have a program. Did the U.S. government ever contact you this or anyone at Twitter to censor or moderate certain tweets? Yes or no? We receive legal demands to remove content from the platform from the U.S. government and governments all around the world. Those are published on a third-party website, and anyone can review Thank them. God for Matt Taibbi. Thank God for Elon Musk for allowing to show us in the world that Twitter was basically a subsidiary of the FBI, censoring real medical voices with real expertise that put real Americans' lives in danger because they didn't have that information. I also want to thank one of my colleagues, uh, Rokana, because it, as it turns out, censorship isn't just an important issue to conservatives. Some of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle, like Roe, uh, found this censorship very concerning um, and even wrote to you and to folks at Twitter. Um, that uh, he was concerned about the First Amendment being censored. So I want to thank him for speaking up and speaking out about this issue um, because this, is not, this should not be a, a partisan issue. This should be an issue that's an American issue. Mr. Chairman, I would like to enter into uh, the record. I asked you. So uh, this lady is the, that you're talking about, Miss Gaddy. Uh, um, she, uh, her name is Vijaya. Uh, she's the legal Twitter, she was the Twitter uh, chief involved with uh, uh, misinformation. She was there. One of, that was one of her kind of job descriptions. She also admitted uh, to this committee that she ultimately b approved the decision to block the New York Post's report on Hunter Biden's laptop and its contents, but said the move should have been reversed quicker. <laughs> you know what it is? I just want, I just want fair play, right? I got the, you know, the FCC runs roughshod on radio and TV. Right? Sure. Run roughshod on these guys. If you really want to do it, either let us be free in the TV and radio world or let them come under the same choke that we do. Right. That's all I'm that's let's, let's just, let's just keep it real. Right. So, uh, one of the listeners uh, just reminded me that I did not read the message from the lady whose husband died in the Pima County jail. We will do that next. Uh, Matt, thanks for playing that for me. 
All right, you're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. This is the wife of Jose Flores, who died in the uh, Pima County prison. He was the most recent. Well, very interesting, weird, bizarre stuff. Wake up. All right, sharing Bobby D's record collection on his birthday with all you guys, 8.50 in the morning. Bobby D had uh, some good taste in music. Amen, my friend. Amen. Um, I will tell you that. So here's another one of those. So Bruce owning the building that Bobby Darren the roller rink that burned down, right? So let's go to this one. So we talked about the building that had the fire in it with the farm, right? That used to be the Julia Keene. It's a Julia Keene Elementary School. So this comes from a listener, Elaine. In the mid-80s, a fellow teacher was pulling items out of a drawer in a teacher's workroom at Keene and asked, guess who sang a Christmas song in third grade? Question mark. And she said, John Deutschendorf, a.k.a. John Denver. How's that for weird? That's right. And, of course, the most famous alum of the Tucson Boys course. So, how's that for now the circle is complete again? Holy crap. Unbelievable. So, all right. So, I got to get to this story. We're talking about what a train wreck the Pima County Sheriff Department is under Chris Nanos, right? And, again, as long as he keeps doing uh, bullcrap commercials for Katie Hobbs uh, about how they're going to lock down the border together and... um, you know, he uh, bullcraps the board of soups to justify vax mandates about fibbing about how a guy died. Um, this is where you're at. So this is from um, Mr. Flores' wife. Uh, this morning, you, this is from uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago when I mentioned this. Uh, this morning on the show, you mentioned briefly the deaths that have taken place at the Pima County Jail. Chris, the last person who died there was my husband, Jose. The story behind his death there was is horrible. Uh, we were married for 41 years, separated in 2021. Um, Jose was in law enforcement for more than 30 years. MP in the Army, Border Patrol for 15, ICE for the last 17. Something went wrong. His thinking, personality, ability to manage his anger. That's why I left out of fear of watching his change take place from 16 to 2021. He died in the Pima County Jail. I wrote another comment dealing, dealing, detailing his having been shot three times. He was a patient at Banner for a month. Then he was transferred to the jail where he died. So I asked the question, was he transferred too soon? What was the specific cause of death? He goes... She had uh, nine surgeries. He had nine surgeries, a ventilator, and a mentally induced coma, and a rod in his leg to replace the shattered bones. Then approximately one week before being transferred, the ventilator was moved, and a tracheotomy was done, and a feeding tube added. Jose's right lung was torched from the gunshots. He was then transferred with no notice to his daughters and no notice to me as his medical power of attorney though I'm separated I'm still legally his wife so basically this guy was a medical train wreck that sounds like I gotta see if she'll if she would be willing to call the show was this guy transferred to the Pima County Jail too soon because I from what she just said and the idea that her and the daughters were not notified well that's that's not bueno. That's not bueno at all. That was the shooting at Sam's or whatever. Right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. 
Boy, it sure sounds like it, huh? So we'll find out. We'll find out more, as we like to say. All right. So Donald Trump is an idiot. So I tell you that. All right. So he goes on his truth social thing. And he reposts a picture of Ron DeSantis in college with girls. Looked at her like at a party. Well, that's never happened before. That's kind of the generic picture you take at a party. So what was the, uh, what was the charge leveled at this photo? Um, then he puts, Trump puts, that's not Ron. Is it question mark? He would never do such a thing. And so basically people were thinking somehow he was a, uh, he was preying on high school girls as a college guy is what they're right. Takes. And so, um, DeSantis was asked about it. I would just say this. What's the age difference between, uh, the Donald and, uh, thank you. I'm not going to go there. (laughs) So anyway, Again, he's still going after DeSantis. If there's one, this is I, this is what DeSantis drives Trump crazy is he's got nothing than that, right? I would just say this: I spend my time delivering results for the people of Florida and fighting against Joe Biden. That's how I spend my time. I don't spend my time trying to smear other Republicans. I mean, this is this is this is what we got. You know, and, 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 and this, 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 these, the, the wronged Republicans playing the, the damaged hero, right? And the idea that as part of that, you're just going to keep crapping on other Republicans you see as either, you know, they, they might run against you or you just, they just don't agree with what you do. It's really a sad time for the Republican Party. So there are people in the very pure wing of the party. The, the, the purity wing who have gone on Facebook or whatever and say, Chris, me, I'm a Democrat. And they've done it to others. So this is what I love. Our brothers and sisters are so crazy in emotion right now that if you're someone who is unabashedly pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, Believe the smaller the government, the bigger the individual. Believe in free speech, right? Have spoke out against every Democrat and real rhino like uh, Bob Walkup and Ray Carroll for years, right? Have run and supported Republican candidates for 14 years, Right? All those things you've heard me espouse on this show. Do you know what I am? I'm Rahina Romero. You need to get yourself a gated neighborhood, my friend. Right. That's the only thing I don't have. But that's how broken these people are. They're so pissed off. And they've seen that burning other Republicans gets them attention. Right? Right? That all those things that you know about me, that I've uh, I have talked about for 14 years, I've written in a in a column on Inside Tucson Business for years, and everything you've ever seen me put on Facebook, and for people like Wadsack and these angry losers, I'm no better than Rahina Romero because I know that 
some of these folks are just too broken to support. And this party's got to watch out for that. Because you think you think you were depressed in 2022? Wait till you get depressed in 2024. And Trump's going to be the guy who leads you into that fire. I mean, I, I, I literally saw an exchange on a, on a Facebook thing where Kathleen Dunbar was, uh, she's a supporter of Ron DeSantis. And this woman's like, I heard he's, he's chummy with the bushes. He sucks. He's like a Democrat. What are we doing? Have you seen what that guy did in the last three years? Did you see how unlike the the geniuses like Kelly Ward and all these folks in Arizona, he cleaned up the election process in Florida, and that's why he won as part of not only just his actions, but he actually cleaned up elections other than Wendy Rogers, Kelly Townsend, and Michelle Agenti Rita crapping on each other and not getting anything done? Come on, people. I think it was Plato who once said, and the at, it was it was towards the end of the republic groweth the hell up happy birthday bobby d wake up matt thanks for all your help today